Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. Hello and welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast. My guest today is Tom Pissarro. Tom is the president and co-founder of Innovative Power Products, which is located in Long Island, New York. Beautiful area, I have to say, by the way. Uh, he has been an entrepreneur for over 35 years in the RF and microwave industry. Tom and his team embarked on their lean journey about two years ago. So I'm super excited just to kind of hear from Tom a little bit about their journey, some of the uh, some of the challenges, maybe some of the some of the opportunities to celebrate. So Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you, Patrick. I really appreciate you inviting us. Absolutely. I'm excited to hear uh, a little bit more about what you guys are doing at Innovative Power Products. And for those uh, that are listening in that have no idea what the RF and microwave industry is, um, or maybe I've never heard of Innovative Power Products, can you tell us just maybe a little bit about your company? Sure. Uh, Innovative Power Products, we design and manufacture uh, couplers, um, resistors, termination, things that are used in wireless communication equipment. So uh, we, we, we're in a fair amount of military programs, commercial applications, emergency services, uh, our products are in MRI equipment. And basically the products um, take a signal, divide it, and we use transistors or other power modules to uh, build more power. And then our products will recombine it and then uh, monitor signals out to antennas or radars or of that sort. Super interesting uh, stuff, and I've I've you know personally been on site at, at your facility, and uh, some pretty amazing uh, technology that you guys are working in. Um, it, how did all of this start? You know, we, I, I mentioned earlier when I introduced you that you you know are an entrepreneur. You have been for over thirty five years. Um, how long has Innovative Power Products been around, and what you know what's kind of what, what did that look like as far as how it started, or where you know where the idea came from, how you got involved in all of this? Yeah, uh, originally back when uh, my partner T.J. Dowling and myself, we've been partners since 2005, and we were partners in our first company together. Uh, so. You know, TJ's a, a an engineer designing the circuits, and my role is more uh, overseeing operations, finance, costing, sales, um, and there was a need for products. And uh, TJ knew how to design them, and we started making them, and started selling them, and became popular. Um, we have hundreds of customers around the world, and uh, I feel we've built a nice reputation in the industry. Um, and we've been a great combo together. That's great. And and so people are probably, you know, you explained a little bit about the products that, that you offer, uh, uh, but there are some people probably who are maybe not familiar with the RF or, or uh, microwave industry. Uh, you know, are we talking about like these, are they massive, you know, these massive uh, pieces of, of material and, and, you know, different things put together, or are we talking little tiny uh, components that go into, you know, what, 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 what's the end product? Tell us a little bit about the, the products that you guys provide. It's a combination. Um, we make very small products that go into man pack radios and, um, you know, those are, you know, used by soldiers around the world. Uh, other things will go into vehicles, which have more power and can transmit further signals. And 
Then you go into very high power things, MRI equipment. So, um, you know, the higher the power, the more the slices that they, the medical sector can see more of what's going on. Okay. And then you know, to the point where you're transmitting in uh, radio stations, uh, thousands of kilowatts or thousands of watts of power that go out. Very nice. So if we were to take like your, let's just say, you know, one of one of your top uh, running products, what would be the, you know, maybe the, the high level process steps that that would go through from the point of like you receiving in some material or components? Uh, are you guys a, a complete assembly shop? Do you do, you know, quality checks? Like what would it look like if we walked through the value stream at every process along the way? What, what, can you give us kind of a general understanding of what the flow through your facility looks like? Sure. Um, we set up our manufacturing. Well, let me back it up a little bit and say we have six different product lines and each one goes through its own cell. Okay. So that was our way of um, getting things to flow better through manufacturing is uh, instead of them going through uh, a same process, we divided them out and um, specialized in that process for it. So the product will flow through um, from assembly to test and then through QA, sometimes back through test if value add was done after that and then uh, to the customer and out the door. We check 100% of the products. Um, you know, and, and very happy with our return rate over the last few years has has just been tremendous. Very nice. So who would be like your ideal customer? If if someone was out there listening in and they were like, you know, oh, uh, this sounds interesting. Seems like it might be in our wheelhouse. Like who, who what would your ideal customer look like? They range. Uh, the tier ones out there are the... Uh, the larger OEMs for the D uh, Department of Defense, DOD. Um, and then there are people that supply to them. Um, I, I really don't want to mention names of- uh, Oh, no. Okay. So, but it rolls up that ladder. There's considered tier one, two, and three. And uh, they, they kind of all go up to the Depar Department of Defense or um, you know, MRI equipment that are used in, in large corporations. Absolutely. Okay, good. So now we have, I think we have a good, we're kind of level set on your company and what you guys do and just kind of the, the, the process flow. Uh, so now let's talk about your lean journey. Uh, and in yeah. the bio, when I introduced you, we talked about the fact that you embarked on your lean journey approximately two years ago. Um, what was the, where, where, where did you hear about lean or what was your uh, introduction to lean? Why did you guys decide to embark on your own lean journey? They always felt like um, lean was just a word that was kind of thrown around, you know? Oh, they're, we're doing lean because they did something, you know? Um, and I actually, in the beginning, thought we were doing lean because we had cells set up, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like flowing better. And it was like, okay, we've we've leaned the manufacturer now. We have products flowing. Um, but I was very wrong. <laughs> the more I learned... Um, from it, um, it was clear that there was so much more going on. And um, well, so we we looked into it further because um, we would go through these spikes in sales. And every time we went through a spike, our on-time deliveries would plummet and then we'd rebuild out of it. And it was a cycle that we couldn't get out of. And 
it kind of said that systems needed to change. So um, I started listening, you know, to podcasts, reading books, things about it. Um, and honestly, it's pretty confusing when you're just <laughs> thrown in there and you start looking at all the tools that are available and what do you use for different applications? What do you use to get um, to get people interested, right? Uh, it's very difficult to change the way things are going. So when you embark on something like this, it is tremendous effort to get everybody going in the same direction, to get them believing in the system, um, to following you uh, as most typically feel, okay, we'll ride this for a little while, it'll change, you know? And we'll go back to the old way we did things and everyone will be happy. But um, so you need that consistency as we were doing it. And it really changed the way we are doing things. There's a calmness in here. Um, the on-time deliveries for the last three quarters have fluctuated about 3%, you know, and we're right at goal. So uh, I feel that we're building stability in the system. Sure, sure. And uh, it's been two years, uh, and I know uh, because I, I've worked with you personally over the last few years uh, that, you know, you would, you know, have liked for things to happen like fairly quickly. I mean, you when we first started talking, you were like, you know, we're, we're looking to make some significant changes uh, pretty quickly. Um, what, what's been, how's that experience been? Did it all happen overnight? Uh, would, would that have been the right approach if it did? Uh, what, what do you think? It doesn't happen overnight. That's number one, you know, changing the culture, changing systems, changing philosophies, changing habits, all of that takes time. And, you know, you hear so many quotes along the way about with processes, you go quickly with people, you go slowly. And it honestly is the case. Um, and, you know, even with the guidance and coaching, right, as coaches, you, you probably want to move it along to um, so that there's some, I don't know, how do you say, the, the companies are getting the benefit from using a coach, but it mm -hmm. still takes time. It, sure. it just still takes time. You have to assess where each person is at and you don't want to leave anybody behind. So you slow the pace and let everybody start gathering more momentum behind them. Sure. But uh, now, go ahead. No, it was tremendous. You know, the, the coaching is undoubtedly needed, you know, with it. Yeah. And you're the president of Innovative Power Products co-founder. You're obviously, uh, you know, one of the executive leaders at the organization. You mentioned TJ being another. Um, what what's what do you feel like has been the uh, the benefit of having executive leadership uh, involvement, you know, in your lean journey? And what I guess you know, let our listeners know what has been involvement from the executor executive level, uh, and then and then what have the benefits of that been? So um, there has been from the top, you know, we've been interested in day one. Um, TJ uh, shared the sentiment that it's not easy to go through these cycles that we were going through. Um, and the benefit is absolutely taking one level out of this, right? If, um, if you're in an organization and you're trying to get top management to change and they don't want to change or support you, that makes it harder, you know, and it's already hard enough. 
So having um, having us on board, you know, and there to support and telling everybody this is the direction we want to take uh, just eliminates one of the, you know, obstacles, I will say. Sure. And I know you've had, you know, many challenges over over the last few years. You know, you mentioned obstacles. Uh, what have some of those challenges been that you, that you've had? You know, be, uh, being uh, very early on your lean journey. Um, being patient on my behalf. You know, um, people. Uh, I was. Uh, I'll, I'll say I was a little bit ahead of the curve because I was doing the reading, I was doing the research, I was trying to find it. Um, so having people catch up, and that's really where the coaching comes in, because um, as a coach, you know how to teach it, you know how to get people involved. You know, um, which is instrumental in getting momentum going in that direction. So that was probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, and, and, you know, it all this takes time. You know, one of the, the foundations of it is you're learning along the way. You're not just doing, you're learning. So you need to give people time to learn. And that's what they've been doing. Absolutely. A couple, you know, good challenges that I think a, a lot of people listening probably have had as well. Uh, and and just for those that are listening in that are maybe at the um, executive level within their organization or, you know, um, some type of a, a management position. I mean, what would your advice be to to someone who is looking at lean and going, mm, this looks like something that could benefit my company, you know, as a, a, a new way of doing things? Um, you know, what kind of advice would you give based on some of those challenges that you've had? Uh, and, and, you know, maybe just kind of, if you could go back, what would you say to your earlier self? Maybe, maybe that would be a better way to, to, uh, present the question. Hmm. So it's absolutely worth the effort. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, the atmosphere in the company is far different than where it was. And, um, you know, I often walk around and say, we look like we have no work in the place because all the whip is just like disappeared. Um, the products flow through nicely. Um, there, there's not the stress in the organization. But if I, going back on it, the most beneficial thing that we've seen has been the gamble walks, right? Mm -hmm. Getting gamble walks out early um, and building the action items from that has been tremendous. Each week we have two teams of three. Uh, there's 13 people on the, the whole team. They're all now yellow belts and they have made an impact by going around and actually not just seeing what's wrong, but, you know, fixing what's wrong. So um, we've, we've gotten buy-in from the people as well. You know, every employee of the organization has seen some change happen in their area. So they're behind it as well. Hey, everybody, this is Patrick. So sorry to interrupt this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast, but I have an important question. Are you tired of the old ways of doing business? Feeling overwhelmed by inefficiencies and wasted resources? It's time to transform your approach and embrace the power of lean methodology. Welcome to our revolutionary Lean Solutions Academy with courses on lean methodology. Whether you're a seasoned executive or just starting out, our courses are designed to equip you 
with the knowledge and skills that you need to streamline your operations and maximize your success. Our courses are packed with actionable strategies and real-world examples to help you apply lean principles to your own business. You'll learn how to optimize your workflows, reduce lead times, and deliver value to your customers more efficiently. From value stream mapping to 5S methodology, Six Sigma courses, Lean Six Sigma Yellow Belt, Lean Six Sigma Green Belt, Lean Six Sigma Black Belt, we cover all the essential tools and techniques used in Lean. You'll gain a deep understanding of waste identification, continuous improvement, and problem-solving methodologies. Our online platform allows you the flexibility to learn at your own pace from anywhere in the world. With high-quality video lessons, interactive quizzes, and downloadable resources, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. By enrolling in our Lean courses, you gain a competitive edge, increasing your operational efficiency and unlocking your business's true potential. Join the ranks of successful change agents who have embraced Lean and revolutionized their organizations. Enroll today and you'll get $100 off your first course, which practically pays for any of our e-learning courses. We want to make it so easy for you to jumpstart your lean journey. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Visit our website now and claim your discount at www.findleansolutions.com forward slash academy. Now, back to the show. Oh, that's amazing. Um, what's your, what's your process for your gamble walks? Uh, you know, how, how do you, how, and, and I guess it hasn't changed since you started. Like, did you, did you make adjustments to how you were uh, doing gamble walks and, and what does it, what does it look like to, to have gamble walks at innovative power products? So it has changed in the beginning. Of course, you're cumbersome. Yeah. You're, you're not really, you you don't know what you're, you're really doing. You're going through the motions. You got a little checklist. You're going to look at an operation. You're looking at, the work instructions and how they're performing the processes. And then um, you come back, you write up some action items and we delegate them out. We uh, have a continuous improvement meeting, which we meet every other week and we would log them in there. But since then, we've been able to do it through software. Um, Mike is on board, he's a programmer for our company and um, he has written software that allows us now to trigger the meeting, right, through it. Uh, and then after we do the gamble walk, we go back to the conference room as a team. We put in the action items into the software, and then they automatically show up as um, on people's to-do. Yeah. So whoever was uh, getting that action would be there, and then somebody else has to sign off on it. Sure. Every and month, I send out a gamble walk schedule, right? Um, we do it two a week as mentioned and every other week somebody will do a gamble walk and and it's nice that you have that structured schedule in place uh and obviously you have a very good system at um documenting you know some of the 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 outcomes from those those walks and there's as some of the listeners might know there's many different types of gamble walks so um for you guys you know j just getting the 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 leadership out there not just leadership i know you're doing it with the whole team but um you know, being able to go out there and, and if you see something that, you know, can be fixed when you're out there, obviously you're doing that. Uh, but then some of those things that are going to take a little bit more effort outside of these gamble walks, you're logging those into the system. They're getting assigned to someone and then there's some follow up that's happening there. Uh, so, you know, with that, what what kind of results are you seeing from having this this structured gamble walk uh, 
system that you've put in place uh, for your team? We have seen, you know, as you mentioned, small things to, mm -hmm. to very large things um, where we've, you know, found doing CFCs and lo logging lot numbers for traceability and everything as being cumbersome is now being done through software. And if a part is going on tape and reel, then um, we enter it once and all those numbers transfer right over to CFCs and other things. So um, little things, you know, larger things like that um, are taking place. And, you know, one of the things that sold me on it is a quick story on how we were scanning in jobs to become paper uh, paperless in the company. And what we found is after we finished the job, we put them in a pile, the pile would move up front, the person would then take out the staples and uh, scan it in, and then we'd put them in a box, and that would be there until you had four or five boxes, and then you throw them in the car and bring them to a shredder and pay $50 to shred them. And that was the old system. We all got together and we talked about, okay, what's the biggest problem that is happening here, right? It was taking the staples out, right? Mm. That was the biggest problem. People would open up the job, staple things in different places, so it was hard to scan. So we removed staples, went with a clip on it, and you know now we scan it in a final QA, goes back to the managers, and everything is shredded that day, and you know mm. discarded. So you know. That all came about from just monitoring and watching the systems. That was an, an observation that was made. And I think the one, probably the most amazing thing that I'm, as I'm hearing you talk, Tom, is, I mean, I'm talking to the president of, uh, of a, a large company, a large global, global company. And, and uh, you're talking about going out to the Gemba with your team and observing this type of thing. And you're seeing that it's causing, uh, a problem for them to remove staples. I mean, that and and you guys, you know, you you took the initiative to to you know help remove some roadblocks and be part of that change. And I just think, you know, what an amazing way to uh, to lead from the front, right? To to show people that um, being at the Gemba is important for everyone in the organization, uh, as well as that that you know that you, that's what you're there for is to help. Uh, remove roadblocks to help provide guidance for for some of these issues and 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 struggles and problems that your team's having. Uh, I just think it's amazing. Uh, but I also know too that you not only are you involved in these gamble walks. Uh, you know, I've seen your leader standard work. You personally have leader standard work as well as the rest of your leadership team and management team follows leader standard work. Um, and you guys are doing a ton of other things as part of that. Uh, but what have the results been in the last two years? I mean, I think you mentioned a little bit earlier about some of the bullwhip effect of uh, ordering and, and sales ups and downs and what that's done or the, what that did do to you guys in the past. What, what have been some of the other results as you have applied lean, you know, not just in your assembly areas, but also throughout the rest of your organization and purchasing and, um, you know, in sales? I mean, what other benefits have you uh, seen from that? Um, there's been a, uh, just, I don't know, where, where do you pick it up? It's like, um, simple things like modifying a plate on, um, where we put eyelet machines, eyelets into, into our products, um, by them being level at the time of the operation, it reduced rework, 
I, I can't even tell you how much. It, mm -hmm. It's just all little things make such a large impact. Um, using packaging, right? Products going through the floor would be put in boxes, and if the box was moved too quickly, the parts would be moved around. So in one of the gamble walks, we noticed all this, and then we said, okay, let's use the packaging that we use for our customers and bring them through the floor that way so they don't get damaged anymore. It makes it easier for, you, for QA to handle, for test everybody. It goes out of one package back into the next and uh, and goes through the production floor so much better that the well, you know there's less handling of the products. Um, through sales now, you know, we we developed a ticketing system. So now everything, uh, every customer inquiry that comes in will get a ticket. It'll go through engineering, through drafting. We can monitor it all the time. We can see where it is um, and we can respond to the customer better. We've also started adding that ticket to the first response to the customer. So if um, they have a question, they can respond back and we'll know it's ticket 291 or whatever it may be. And then we'll have all the information right in front of us because every time somebody touches it, it logs in the history of it, which is great. That's amazing. Uh, and it, obviously, you know, those are just a few examples of where you've uh, identified a problem and it came up with a solution that has provided, uh, you know, some some pretty exciting results for you, for your company. Uh, what about the intangibles? I mean, what what has this done for your team um, for the you know, the, the level of an engagement from the team members, you know, throughout your organization, uh, what what has the, just the, um, you know, uh, embarking on this journey and, and, you know, you mentioned learning earlier and that it's a continuous learning process. I mean, what have those things done for, for your team? Well, the atmosphere is absolutely better. I've said that. Uh, the way we interact with one another is better. Um, you know, it's funny. Prior to this, you barely had time to spend with people. And you know that's not the right way to manage, but you didn't have time. And now, um, you know, five hours a week are blocked to spend an hour with each manager who reports to me. They're spending time with the people that report to them and so on and so forth. So it's going down through the organization and everybody is um, – is focused on helping the next person do what they need to do, you know? Um, and, you know, back about six months ago, the next thing to look at was, okay, we are meeting, but our agenda is good. So let's look at the agenda we have for the meeting and see if we can make that more effective as well. So, um, you know, that's part of the continuous improvement, right? You look at things, you see how it's going every quarter, we tend to look at it again. It's a good milestone to say, okay, this is the history. This is how we're doing. Now, what do we need to change? You know, so the agenda helps us do that. If you have a good agenda for your meeting, it helps you get um, to know if it's working. Absolutely. So, Tom, what would you say do you have to, to celebrate? I mean, what would you say, you know, uh, currently after two years of being on your lean journey, you know, what, what would you say are some of the highlights, the things that you you would say, let's let's uh, let's celebrate this? Um, well, definitely celebrating that the on time deliveries have stabilized. The fallout is down, which are the two areas that we started out to focus on. Um, but the main thing is that everybody is learning. 
everybody is feeling appreciated. At least I believe they are. Um, it, it seems to be the census that we went down a good path and it's helped the organization. Um, you know, we, we'd never hold a meeting on a Friday. That was the end of the month, right? Because, oh, everybody's scurrying around trying to meet the month, you know? And it's like pretty funny now because we don't look at that. We look at everything that's flowing through the company on a regular basis and uh, and products are going through the operations. They have work instructions for everything now. And, uh, you know, um, it, it's just made a tremendous difference. I, I love how people are believing in themselves more. That to me is, is the real win um, because you know that momentum is starting to carry on their own now. So, um, two years in it's it seems like you know there's a brighter future and less less having to push the momentum will carry itself what would you say is next for for you on your lean journey uh obviously you and i both know that there there's no end to to your journey uh, right but what's next where, where are you guys going next um what I'm trying to work on a little bit more is getting everybody to think of reflecting, right? You know, it's easier said than done. Do you really stop and pause? Is it on your leaded standard work to reflect and see what we were doing, how we can do it better um, and as you're going forward? So that's kind of where, where we're heading. Um, and uh, I think it will go a long way. You know? Absolutely. And and uh, you involve your 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 whole team in that, right? I mean, your uh, leader standard work for for you guys has become. Uh, you talked about time blocking and certain things that that are important to your team. You, you know, you've established uh, or you've helped kind of lay the direction for the team, and uh, but having them be involved in this entire process from the beginning, I think, has been such an important piece for you guys, uh, you know, and, and so when it comes to reflection and learning and, and kind of taking those next steps or looking at, you know, where you've gone and what the next steps are for you guys, do you see that uh, continuing to involve the entire team or, you know, what, what do you see that involvement being from, from the team going forward? I absolutely see it. You know, we have some great players here. Um, you know, you're fortunate, you know, Rich, Dan, Janice, um, Theo's on board now. Um, we have a great team, mm -hmm. and I'm really looking forward to them uh, continuing to grow and go into the next phases of things. You know, really looking at tack times, looking at other things. Um, what products can we put into one piece flow, even though we batch because we use robots and, and pick and place machines and things? Um, but I am, you know, I love the fact that they've picked up Kata, you know. Mm -hmm been a, a, a big piece of this and just stick with works for us the gamble walks work the kaizen's work um one of the things that you you taught us is to have a document over overseeing the whole lean plan you know the lean um journey in a sense and that was tremendous because it was able to put into a format and now because it's a format that's how we stand it right so um, it becomes your your management system, 
right? Yep. But I, I will say, uh, you know, you guys are doing some pretty amazing things, Tom. I mean, from daily Kaizen to, to Kaizen events to, you know, some kata thinking and, and um, you know, you are doing active root cause analysis, driving to the root cause um, and really uh, solving your problems at the root. And, and you're seeing some pretty amazing results from that. So hats off to you guys and your team and the amazing work that you guys are doing. Um, I, I, I'm so happy that you were able to come on to the, 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 the podcast today. Um, being that you're early on your lean journey, there's so many people out there, so many listeners that, you know, have never, haven't, they might even be hearing the word lean for the first time right now. And so to hear from someone like you that is early on your lean journey, that sees the benefits you've, you're working through the challenges. I mean, you're literally in the trenches, uh, you know, working at this day in and day out and, and you guys are doing some pretty amazing things. So again, hats off to you guys and the work that you guys are doing uh, at Innovative Power Products. Tom, if, if there's anyone out there that uh, wants to ask you another question or is interested in maybe, you know, the, the work that you guys do at Innovative Power Products, wh wh where, where would they go to, to find you or to get a hold of you? Um, they can get me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm not on there that often. Uh, probably better is my email address. And as I've heard your shows before, you can put that in the notes. Uh, you got it. T, uh, t. Pissarro at InnovativePP.com. Um, but it's the one piece to advice is it's well worth it. You know, it's um, it's not easy to get going. But once that momentum starts and people see the changes, it's been tremendous for us, you know, and just keep it light. We we do try and have a lot of fun here when we're doing it, um, usually at each other's expense. But it, it just it keeps it it keeps it light and uh, and and just makes it worthwhile because it can will be too serious either, you know? Absolutely. All right. Well, we will definitely throw your email into the show notes, Tom, and, and I'm looking forward to getting back out there again and, and just continuing to follow up on, on your uh, progression uh, as an organization. Love the work that you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, maybe next time we're out there, we'll, we'll get, uh, I know you, you have to be careful about stuff that you can share picture wise and video wise, but it, be nice for people to see uh, a little bit of the some of the visual stuff that you guys are doing too. Pretty pretty good stuff. So Great. keep up the good work and thanks again for being on the show. Patrick, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.